Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Exciting. I am your host, Adriano Magnifico. I'm the career lead at the Louis Real Arts and Technology Center. That's a great building that houses 13 applied technical and apprenticeship programs, things like hairstyling, information systems, new media design, baking and pastry arts, automotive technology, even business management. A lot of things students can do here to gauge their skills. You can be a high school student, which is really cool, which means you come to the Arts and Tech Center for free. You pay nothing. Or you can be a post-secondary student who has to pay the huge dollars to come here. Big advantage for a high school student. So think about it. We get lots of international students as well who appreciate the opportunity to work in an environment where they can really test out their skills, where you have to not only read and learn from a teacher, you have to apply and do immediately you have to get right to it it's not about learning how a car works it's actually putting your hands under that hood and seeing how it goes and how to fix it and how to diagnose how to diagnose it so pretty cool stuff so happy to be a part of this program i provide career development education for them also in this podcast the operative word is adventure the word adventure because we like to have people on we have guests we have co-hosts i'm about to introduce you to and guests who talk about their career adventure as they see it, as they move forward, as they make decisions, as they figure out what the path can be, where it can lead, who influences the path, what kind of decisions do I make? And what were those moments, those taps on the shoulders that pointed me in other directions? That's what this podcast is about. We know lots of people are starting to listen to the podcast. We appreciate that. The stories are inspirational for high school students. We always appreciate the guests that come onto our program. We are in, of course, season six. This is episode number eight. Number 70. We've had 70 of these podcasts. How exciting is that? And I'm with my affable co-hosts from the Broadcast Media Program. That is one of the programs of the 13. That's where they do broadcast media stuff. Learn the Adobe programs. Learn how to operate professional style cameras. And we have two co-hosts right now. Caden Seedler. Oh, Did I say that right? Siddler, yes. Siddler, Siddler. He pronounced me. I call him Siddler. It's Siddler, but it's Siddler. Right on. Caden Siddler It's from the Broadcast Media Program. How are you, sir? How's it going today? Great. I'm having a good morning. I woke up pretty early today, actually. I was what, well, early. what makes a good morning to you? Your shoes on the right feet or something? <laughs> your, your socks match? What makes a good morning for you? Uh, some, some days I wake up a little easier. So you had a good night's sleep. Our other co-host is Caitlin Middlestad. How are you, Caitlin? I'm good. I'm good. I like that. You've got the uh, and and we have the two amazing voices here. I always talk about you as my um, Indiana Jones voice, and I'm I'm not quite sure what your voice is yet, but it's um, it's a very cool voice. It's it's happy and sad at the same time. I like that. You've got the neat voice. Uh, Caitlin, how are you doing? How's your day going so far? Good. We've been editing news the whole morning. So. And like, you get right to the program. Caden's yeah. going, yeah, I kind of got out of bed. I'm okay. <laughs> and you go, I'm editing the program. <laughs> I think it's great. So that's wonderful. You like editing? Yeah. That's one of the things that I'm 
more leaning towards, I think, is editing or like filming. So. Video editing. So you want to yeah. be a person in the back room, not necessarily the upfront person. Yeah. So when you do this, this podcasting and co-hosting where you're kind of up front, does that take an extra effort from you? Sometimes, yeah, because it's not fully down my alley. I mean, I wanted to do it to like get me out of my comfort zone and to like give me those skills because I didn't really have them. But I still would prefer like a job in the background probably. I like that. That's an awesome thing. And that's a great decision to do that. Caden. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. Do you like being in the back room? You like being up front? Uh, I'd say the back room. I mean, I'm getting more comfortable, probably. You know, being in front. But uh, back, the back, I'm a little more comfortable. Like buying cameras, I'd prefer that stuff. So. And those are important things to discover in your life. Those are important things. I think through the high school experience, you need to discover those pieces about where's my comfort level, mm-hmm. where's where are the boundaries I, I have to step over to grow and get stronger. Of course, we run a program here called Connect Your Dots, a Arts and Technology Center, ATC Connect Your Dots program, where we ask a lot of students in this building. We have over 100 signed up. And you two are signed up, right? I am. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, indeed. Very good. And it's one of those programs where we stop and ask you to reflect about what you do, what's important to you, what do you value, what skills you have, what are your experiences. And we treat every experience in that lean career design canvas that kids fill out. We treat every experience as a prototype, something about which you may learn, from which you may learn, and an opportunity to think about moving forward, what's sticking to me. So how important is it, I'll ask you to, how important is it for you to reflect about what you're doing, or is it just do, 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 do? Well, it kind of shows me like, what I like and what I don't. Like, uh, I'd say some of the news stuff, I wouldn't want to be you know, a reporter on, on TV, but it was like, I do like the camera work and uh, like, you know, like putting it all together and all that. Now, is it important for you to actually reflect on that and have conversations about that? Yeah, like talk about what, just to talk about like what's, I'm not really strong at and like if it's like, you know, you need, you need to get better at speaking and or just more comfortable on camera, stuff like that. Yeah, Caitlin. Yeah, I think it's important because then you know what you should try and improve on or work on at least. I don't know. And also, you said at the end of the year with Connect the Dots, you have to like present your whole Canvas thing yes. in front of everyone. So I think that's a good thing, too, to like well, learn how to share. And think about that in high school. When have you ever sat in front of a group in high school and spoke about yourself for 30 minutes and said, this is who I am. Yeah. I'm going to share who I am. And the Canvas takes you on this journey about the kinds of activities you've had and the kinds of work that the Canvas, is a, which is a big picture document about yourself, mm-hmm. allows you to say... This is where I am so far as a growing, maturing person. And here's where I think I want to go. It helps. Is mm-hmm. it important to think about and reflect as before you make decisions? Yeah, I think so. Yes, Caden? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Caitlin. Uh, right on. Anyway, hey, we have a guest today. We have a guest today. Thanks for that heartfelt commentary, you two. <laughs> that are part of my Connect the Dots program. How exciting. <laughs> anyway, we're doing this this week, and they're going to come out this week, and you're going to be a part of it, aren't you? You buy us lunch. If, if you buy us yeah. lunch, of course. That's the high school mantra. Buy me lunch, and I'm there. And I, I said I will buy them lunch. You've heard it live on this. Can't take it back. Yeah, I can't take it back now. We'll, we'll edit this out later. Anyway, uh, we have a guest today, actually from my neighborhood. I'm from the neighborhood of Norwood, the Norwood Flats. 
and this is a, a, a guest who's from a family I've known all my life growing up in the Norwood Flats, the Bessert family. And her dad, I coached many years ago when he was 10, 11, and 12 years old. He was a great athlete, baseball player. And her da- his daughter, Emma, is here today. Emma Bessert, how are you? I can't believe you brought mine up and didn't get his. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, remember, I've had 40 years to work with your last name. Yeah, I've had, what, four months to work with yeah, yours? A little bit. Okay, that's good. And make sure you're talking into that mic. Okay. Very good. So, Emma, welcome. Yeah, you're a little nervous, aren't you? Yes. Now, I asked Emma to do this, and of course, how did this come about? I remember speaking to Emma. We were in a... Oh, God. We were in the body shop? No, we were in Sage. Sage. having an anxiety attack and went there to smell the essential oils with my mom. (laughs) That's right. And I, I, I know the family, but I saw Emma there, and... Where, when I can, we have a quick chat, but I, she began to talk about university to me in ways that were kind of interesting. I thought, that's an interesting story, Emma. Would you be willing to share that story? And she said, yes. And then when she actually says yes, and I say, okay, it's time for you to come on. She gets a little nervous about it, but super glad you're here. Mm-hmm. And I, I think your, your story is a pretty common one. We get a lot of people on this podcast who go into university or go to college or go into a space and they it wasn't what they expected yeah and that's 100 percent okay so you're a saint mary's grad from 2021 2021 saint mary's grad you kind of told me you had one of those crazy averages you want to 98.7 4.5 gpa 4.5 gpa so uh kaden do you think that's even in the possibility uh, one day for me yeah no no <laughs> caitlin no what, what, okay, what's what's your average, Caitlin? I'm gonna put you in the spot. Look at her eyes, just like we don't, don't talk about that. that. <laughs> not even close to that. Caitlin, <laughs> did you? I don't even know what my view is, but uh, definitely not that high. Okay, so you guys need uh, photon microscopes to see your average. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay, because yeah. it's kind of small. Okay, but it looks like you're graduating, so super happy for you. But it, it does say something about the um, um, moving from a from a high school experience with such a high average. Tell me about life at St. Mary's. What were you doing? Because it is one of the, honestly, I think it's one of the prestigious private schools in town. It is. It is. So that's pretty cool that you even chose that. You could have gone, you're from Norwich, could have gone to Nelson Mac. Okay. You want to go to St. Mary's. Why? Pressure. I did not actually <laughs> want to go, but I felt like if I didn't, I was a complete failure. So I went. Oh, really? But that's where, who's putting that pressure on you? Who isn't? Um, I love that comment. Who is it? Is, there, that a, is, it, is that a societal thing where you have to achieve, you have to get scores, this is the place that will help me get the scores? Yeah, I overexcelled in middle school and then left in grade six instead of eight at Nordale because it was understimulating. And then instead of going to Nelson, my whole family was like, well, if you're smart, you might as well go to St. Mary's. If you're smart, you might as well go. I like that. Might as well go. I think dad said that. Eh? Well, if you're smart, you might as well, well go. Well, no, of yeah. course. Your dad, your dad is a very smart guy, too. Your mom, too. They're very smart yeah. people. Very smart. And and smart academics, but also smart with their hands and stuff. Like, very, they, mm-hmm. they have both sides of them. It's really neat. Uh, so, you're, you're, you go to St. Mary's. What kind of things do you participate in? What kind of clubs? What kind of activities? I, so St. Mary's is 7 to 12, 
grade eight, I made the senior editor of the newspaper because I was in grade eight. Yes. Okay, that's isn't yeah. that nuts? So you're writing articles. I did all about of grade twelves mm -hmm. as a grade eight. Yes. Okay, so how does that even happen? Um, good English grades, really good English grades. So is that one of your big strengths? English class is your yes. big strength? So you like to write? I do. Okay. I write a lot. So it's cur I'm curious. You went into university after. Yeah. Did you take writing courses? No. Why? Because I feel like saying you're good at, if you're good at chemistry or good at writing, saying you're good at chemistry makes you seem less of a failure. I didn't want to be the kid that went to university for English. Oh my gosh. I with an English degree. Well, thank you. I have a master's in English. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> thank you, Emma. You know, Just, I, I feel a little sad about myself. Can we end the podcast now? <laughs> no, I totally get it, Emma. Yeah. Totally get it. But those, are those pressures you're putting on yourself sometime? And where, oh, absolutely. where do those pressures come from for you? Like where, because mom and dad are pretty open. I'm, I think they would have said, I, okay, I, I don't know 100%, but I think they might have been more open if you didn't feel like you wanted to go. Yeah. Um, so where do they come from, that pressure, that kind of pressure? What do you think? I think I was very good at science in high school and that became my personality because every time I was introduced to anybody it would be, oh this is Emma, she's good at science and people loved that. And I hated science, I was really good at it, but I hated it. But saying, oh like this is my daughter and she can write, people are like, oh. Okay. That's a shame. That's nice, but when I'm 12 <laughs> years old and my parents are like, oh this is my daughter and she knows the whole periodic table and they're like, oh my god. And that's, yeah, I was like an autistic kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. You are a person with autism, okay? Yeah. Let's get the right okay. term here, okay? But I don't, what's, what's wrong with that piece of learning the periodic table? Why did you feel that was, that was that's such a stronger thing to do than me writing or crafting a great short story? It was different. I knew I was good at writing, but I didn't know that I was good at science until I got into high school and then there was something new to the people around me for me to be good at and they ate it up like it was nothing. So that what was, sense. so you're taking pre-cal, you're taking bio, you're taking chem, you're taking physics. No, I finished uh, all my high school math in grade nine, so I jumped straight into uh, AP calculus in grade 10. What? Advanced placement calculus. I know, I did it. I yeah. used to teach advanced placement English. <laughs> What? Yeah, I jumped. In grade nine, you jumped all those levels. Yeah, so, I was doing all, I finished all my um, like high school level classes by the time I was in grade 10. So then grade 11, 12, the nice COVID time, it was all classes that I graduated with university credits for. So in advanced placement, right? So did you get credit and placement? When you went to the university, were you skipping the intro courses then? I was given the opportunity to. Did you want to? I didn't because I wanted an easy slide into university after spending two years in like prime COVID with high school. So what does homework look like for you in St. Mary's, <laughs> honestly? What does that look like every night? <laughs> um, depends on what class you're taking, depends on what... No, for you every taking. night. For like me, what, what the was, ones you're taking. Um, don't eat lunch, do all your homework. Don't go in your spare, do all your homework. 
Don't go to gym class. Do all your homework. Oh, were you home. skipping gym class, or did they allow you to miss? A, a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go. To, I stopped going to gym class after grade ten. I did not go in grade eleven or twelve. Okay, but you still got the credits, right? I still got the credits. And so, when this is amazing, so you were just streamlining yourself. It was like a full blown. Four-year manic episode where I got everything done and then burned So out. did you even, you're working at night, too. you're going home eating dinner and then you're right back at it. Yep. Okay, so what kind of life is that? Did you have a social life at St. Mary's? No. no? Oh my God, no. I didn't get an actual job until after I graduated high school because I didn't have the time. I didn't play a single sport, a lot of, for um, like health reasons, like I do have some brain problems, but I didn't have well, it sounds like you're too smart if that's a brain problem. <laughs> you no. sound really intelligent. No social life. Okay, so. And I was okay with that. You're okay with that totally. Yeah. Because you were driven to do this. What did yeah. you see the end goal of all this, though? Did you see if I do this and do this and do this, this will happen? What were you thinking of the end? Like 10 years in the future, going to med school, pediatric oncology. So that was, well, what attracted you to that profession? Um, med school, I think just the, the satisfaction of being a doctor would make everything worth it, which is really depressing because I hated everything that I was doing at the time. You didn't like taking pre-cal or calculus? Oh God, no. I hated chemistry. I hated all the courses I've taken. I loved English. Oh my gosh. So... When you did that kind of homework at night, it was just burning into you that yeah. I have to do this. It's not because I want to do it. And, mm -hmm. But you put this pressure on yourself because you thought this is what being a doctor had to be. That, well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Now do you look back at it and think, I want to do some writing? If I could restart my university degree and do creative writing, I absolutely would. But I am in a hole at the moment. I love it. How would you like to start a creative writing group at the Norwood Community Club with me? <laughs> Just the two of us? No, I'll get a group of us. That would be amazing. Right. I have um, a shoebox full of USB sticks that are full of everything I've written. <gasps> Spectacular. Yeah. Do you write, what kind of things do you like to write? You know what a zine is? Tell me. Is that I am? Um, do you guys know what zines are? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, it's not a short story because it doesn't follow any. Like you learn in English class, you know, like you have your introduction, your yeah, conflict yeah. goes up, down, whatever. It's stupid. Um, none of that because <laughs> there's no characters, there's no basis. It's just like stream of consciousness writing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yes, and it's you read it. And it's like... It's a little off the wall. It's weird. It's Finnegan's Wake weird? Yeah. Okay. And it makes no sense, but it, it, it's everything that you've ever felt, you know? Oh, right on. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I love that. I love that. That's stream of consciousness writing to me. Yeah. Where you just go, and that's where... I had to study Finnegan's Wake at university. Mm -hmm. And it was... Uh, I still haven't figured it out. So it's amazing stuff. Like this is... What a dichotomy of you. You're, you're studying hard for things that don't matter to you and you're doing very well in them and yeah. you're and you're kind of ignoring or you're doing it on the side almost slipping it in yeah. the writing pieces is that what's going on all the time mm -hmm. and what's your English teacher saying to you my 
English teacher in high school is like one of the most important people to me. She was very um, flexible and everything. So I had her from grade seven to 12. Like I had her the whole time. She was my homeroom teacher. She was everything. She taught me stuff besides English, but she, um, from like the first assignment I submitted to her in grade seven, kind of let me submit whatever I wanted in the future because I was going above and beyond the rubric. So she was like, okay, you don't need to follow all these assignment guidelines like to a point. You can kind of write me whatever you want. Well, that's amazing. Well, how important is that amazing, to you? Yeah. You, 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 can oh just, God, yeah. you can just reach out. You, mm-hmm. can, you can soar yeah. without criticism. Yeah. And, and is that part of the problem of high school sometime? You, you send something in, it's overly critical, criticized. Yeah. Do you find that at St. Mary's? Or I don't mean St. Mary's, Nelson Mack. I've taught it. I've been one of those guys in my early career where I just, I used to have a green pen, they used to say to me. Like, if it goes green pen, watch out for it. And it just became this reputation. Over time, when kids still talk to me on Facebook and something, because still using that green pen, (laughs) they'll still say things like that to me. So that's where teachers kind of lose the focus, right? Where it's not about being critical it's about seeing the possibility in a work oh of course you know and that's really important for english how are you going to grade what i what i submitted well especially in an artistic or a humanities right even a history paper why is there one way why is there one answer to anything stupid it's stupid i like that it's now think about this you've gone to university (laughs) right right off it's You've got the scholarships for university. You've got a 99 yeah. average, and you didn't win the governor general. I wasn't the highest average. That's stupid. Like, what's the highest average? It had to be. be did, did they give you extra marks for advanced placement sometime? Like, extra pad your score a bit? I say that because at River East, we did uh, when we taught it. Because you were taking it, it was harder. We didn't want to affect your average because you were working harder. You, oh, God, no. The content. You know, you, no. whatever mark you got, you got. Yes. So you still got all those marks. You still got all those advanced placement scores. And you write the, when you do advanced placement, you write something called the college board exam. Yeah. And it's a hard exam. It's, we had, so I took five advanced placement classes for grade 11, 12. Like I took, um, like it was the same courses. I just took like the first level and the second level of them. And then grade 12, like prime COVID, awful, awful time. We did Monday to Friday. You go in and you do three hours in the morning, you get your 15 minute break and then you finish your exam. I know it's, it's, it's hard. You could have taken though, did you take the composition? There was advanced placement composition, yeah. you know, and there was advanced placement English. Take the English? I, I did take uh, advanced placement comprehensive English. Okay. Yeah. There wasn't, well, there was one on composition, which you might've just loved. Yeah, we had a... But it's not useful to you in no. the in the practical sense of the word, but it is one of those cool courses in AP. That's the problem, is that we had two English like options for grade 12. One of them was like, you get, um, like it was more of like the AP option. You get all your like grammar and it's just studying, studying, studying. And the other one was creative writing and I didn't take the creative writing one. My gosh. It's awful. And you're making those calls on your own. No one's telling you to do that. You're making those calls on your own. Yeah. You're not, you're not succumbing to the muse inside of you. You're, you're succumbing to the man saying, this is what you got to do. Do this. You'll be more successful. Yeah. But 
I can see these two little devils on each of your shoulders where they're constantly at work trying to say, you want to do this, but you're going to do this. And you always buy into the practical. Oh, gosh. I'm very uh, head over heart, I'd say. Head over heart. Intellectual versus heart. It's, oh, my God, yes. Think about this. You're going to university, and you just finished your second year at the University of Winnipeg, correct? Okay. What was, when you walked into University of Winnipeg, you started taking the courses, and you're taking some of the big courses because now you are a science person with big marks. I've got the, uh, what? Yeah. What do you call these? Quotation marks? Quotation. No, I jumped in the, with the... The finger uh, quotation marks. Yeah. Jumped straight into an honors degree in biochemistry. Okay, so you're taking biochem. I yeah. know that from friends who've done it. One of the hardest courses in oh university. Oh my God, yes. So you're a star in high school. You go to biochem. What happens? I hate myself and everything <laughs> around me. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's just you. Oh, no, laugh. It's, it's Oh, no, laugh. No. <laughs> well, it's, it, for me, it's not hilarious. It's just this moment of realization, right? You yeah. just find out, holy smokes. Yeah. How can high school be so different than this? I, okay, so I, when I graduated, I could have jumped straight into third year chemistry at the university because of the credits that I graduated with. And I was like, no, I'm going to take first year. I'm going to ease myself into this and do something. That's a great call anyway. Like it is. It was until I failed. You actually year failed the course. Failed out even though I already had the degree for it or the, the credit for it. Well, didn't the advanced placement, wasn't it the same course? It was the exact same course. And the shock of high school and university was so severe, I failed the course. Well, how was that? So you understood the material. I knew was going on. everything going on. So how did, was it the test? Was it, it the way it was administered? It was the sitting in a classroom all day while someone talks at you. And even though I knew the material, it was so mentally exhausting, I failed out. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't go to a single exam. You just burned out. I Could it have been like that? That sounds like burnout. Like you're so smart, but it's possible to burn out. I don't care how smart anyone is, like academically. It is possible to work that hard and to burn your spirit that's my whole life right now well this is going to turn around emma for sure like it, it I, I i suspect when you hit that kind of bottom like you yeah. you you're going to start moving in directions that matter to you i think i've started doing that i think i bottomed out in february which this is so embarrassing i like don't even talk to my parents about this i failed at university so I took every class that I already had the credit for and I failed it. I didn't go to like completely on my own accord. I didn't go to a single exam. I didn't hand in a single assignment, but it was just so. But you're going to university every day. So you weren't even going to university because no. that was COVID time and you were doing it in that space, right? This was uh, earlier this year when our courses ran from September to March and I stopped going in November. And I haven't stepped foot on my university campus since November. And I was enrolled in all my classes. And it was so overwhelming to think about. I didn't even drop out. I just let myself fail all of them. So now I'm in this nice hole of a bad transcript and money. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I just can't take myself out. Well, there's some loans you had to take. Well, you pay at least some of your, your, your scholarships to carry some of the cost of this, Oh, right? yeah. It's not that much. It's just the, the thought of it makes me feel so 
sick. Well, you know what? Is, is this one of those classic moments of I went into a space not based on, without the proper reflection about what is the right space for me? What do you think? Yeah, like um, six years at St. Mary's, I forced myself to do what I thought was good, even though I hated it. And then university, I was like, oh, it's, it's, only, it's a four-year degree. I can force myself through another four years. And then not being at St. Mary's anymore, I was like, oh, I guess that had a really big impact on what I forced myself to do. And now I just can't force myself to do it anymore. Was part of it at St. Mary's the total support you had around you? People pushing you, people applauding you all the time. Yeah, it was the constant praise and the competition with everything. And, and then university, you were by yourself, and I couldn't force myself to do it. Well, that's uh, it's depressing. Well, it's yeah, it's 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 depressing potentially. It's sad. It's it's yeah. all those things. But you learned something about yourself through this process, right? What are you learning about yourself? I absolutely learned my learning style and what I actually want to do, not what I feel like I should be doing based on what I know I can do. You know what? That's a powerful statement. And I'm trying to work with all the students in this Connect Your Dots program. One yeah. of the things we do is what is your learning style and how does it manifest itself oh, awesome. in the program you're taking? So what is your learning in your brain? What is your what did you think your learning style was and what do you now know what your learning style or in what path are you towards a realization of learning style? I thought through high school that I could just read a book and learn it, and I did, because um, that was the only option we had. Are you a quick reader? Like you can read yes. things quickly? Like you have a fo one of those photographic memories where you can memorize things quickly? I do. Okay, so that's a huge advantage to an academic. Yeah. I know a guy who got the MBA yeah. gold medal yeah. who told me, I just memorized how to do every question, that's and I had a photographic memory. I'm good at math. Am I Einstein? He goes, no. I just knew how to. I I knew how to jump through the hoops to get it. That was everything. I would do stuff that I didn't even understand, but I knew what I needed to do to get to the right answer, and that was good enough for me to get full marks because they didn't actually care if I knew what was going on. So hey, Caitlin, Caden, what are you thinking of this? Yeah, you guys are quiet. Quiet. <clears throat> I think. Well, from my learning style, I feel like I'm more of, like, a hands-on. Like, if I was at, like, if we were learning in class, just learning it, but we didn't get to, like, put it to work after, I don't think I'd be able to, like, do it by myself. Like, I feel like I have to, like, have someone talk me through it while I do it hands-on. Like, I couldn't read it just out of a book and be like, oh, I know exactly what to do. I have to, like... So would you say you're more of a kinesthetic learner? Probably. That means you like to touch things, you yeah. like to manipulate things, you like to be physical about them, like hands-on, you like to go out into the air. Yeah, and I'm, I like to ask questions. Cause Are I, you the person who wants to walk the dog yeah. all the time? Yeah. Like that's that's a kinesthetic style of thinking and learning. Mm -hmm. Okay, Caden, what do you think? Same, same type of thing, uh, like a lot of hands-on stuff. Uh, I asked a lot of questions, and I was like, made sure I knew what was, what I was being taught, right, just so I could do it, but... If I ever like fell behind or was confused, I always felt like I was just you know, losing. Uh, I was just lost. But no, hands-on is definitely better. Interesting stuff. So, what is your learning style? What are you thinking now, Emma? Oh, exact same thing. But the thing with St. Mary's is 
we didn't have any shops courses. Do you and think do you think you would have taken one? Yes, I think I would have taken one even if I hated it just to realize, oh, this helps me <laughs> learn better because every single course I took for six years was the exact same learning style. And if you don't learn that way, too bad for you. Well, you also see your dad in action all the time, right? Like he is a, he's a physical learner. Oh, and yeah. He solved a few problems for me, like things that yeah. I, I needed done because he's so smart yeah. academically. He's an <laughs> academic type. He's got a master's degree, I think. He does. And But he's also can do things with his hands. Like he's taking advantage of his his kinesthetic quality. Yes. He's a learner. When you see him in action, what, what goes through your brain? Us working together on a project is just bouncing off each other. That's, I feel I learned the exact same way, but I was never given the opportunity to explore that in school. I guess there isn't that space. There was nothing at St. Mary's, like some, there was nothing at St. Mary's to go off and do a shops program in a, a Kelvin or something. No. It's right beside there. It was no nothing. It's a conservative Catholic school, so we did cooking and sewing because you're a girl, so you need to learn how to <laughs> cook and sew. Um, but even that was the cooking. If you didn't follow the instructions exactly, too bad for you. You're failing this class, even oh. though it's cooking. Come on, it's cooking. Like this tastes like. Let me put something in it that makes it taste good. But no, you're not following the... Well, Catholics yeah. like a lot of salt, okay? No. <laughs> so so give me an example of something you'd make there where you're going, why am I making this? Oh my God, everything. We'd be making like apple crumble. And you go in front of your teacher and you measure all the ingredients and she makes sure that you measure them perfectly. Okay. And if you taste it and you're like, ooh, I know exactly what I could add to make this taste better. No, that's not in the instructions. That's not in any of this. No. Well, you sound like a person who just needs to. I need to figure it out for myself. Yeah. Like but you, we weren't allowed to. Well, and you, you need to express yourself. Like, can I contribute to yes. what this crumble can look like? Yeah. Because it's crumbling right now <laughs> yeah. and no one's going to eat it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what, Emma, you'd love a place like this. I was actually looking at going to high school here when I was. Like, oh, you would have. Oh, I, I wish you had spoken to me. Yeah. I would have brought you into a program like this, yeah. uh, a broadcast media where you're just expressing yourself, yeah. you're copywriting, you're using the Adobe suite, you're doing yeah. all kinds. But many programs, and there's a new media design program that would really allow you to yeah. just fly and soar because everything is your own project around here, right? Everything you hand yeah. in. Caitlin and Caden, you're just, you're making your own stuff. You're learning the rules, the guidelines. Yeah. You, have, you have to go make it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we had one class like that in high school with one teacher, and it only lasted for a year. So it was a, like, coding class, and I took it in grade either 10 or 11, just as, like, an extracurricular I could. Um, and the entire class was you figure it out for yourself. And I, I hate coding. I'm not, a, I'm not a computer person. But That's hard on you though, right? Because yes. if you're being trained to take the direction from yes. the outside stuff and yes. then they're giving you freedom, did you almost rebel in that class? I actually opposite. I um, got the highest grade anyone's ever gotten to this day in that okay, class. Okay, but you got 99. So you're, you're oh, pretty close I, to I highest grades class. anywhere, okay? But that teacher was like ran with me and was like no you can figure this out for yourself and i like hated the class but i the way that it stimulated my brain was 
And now do you look back and go, that teacher was, un- was important to me? Yes. Of course, right? Of course. And we never quite understand. You guys, Caitlin, Caden, you're going to look at me magnifico that I can't stand him. Later you're going to say, he was good to us. That's <laughs> one day you're going to say it. I don't care. One day. No. <laughs> I'll be in a deathbed. You're going to walk in. I got to tell you something, Magnifico. What? What is it? Oh, oh he's gone. He's gone. We should have said it when we had the chest. Just so you know. All right. Anyway, this is amazing. What's the What's oh. the plan for you? I just banged my elbow. You know, you hit the funny bone. I just hit it on the edge of the thing and where it goes zap right on, off your hand. Anyway. Um, so what's the plan for you now? What are you thinking? UW University hasn't worked out, but I, I, I submit to you, Emma, it may work out down the road, yes. right? Sometimes we just aren't in that readiness yeah. mode to do it. So you sound like you have the brain to do university, but it's got to be done more in your terms. Oh, yeah. I absolutely regret not taking a gap year. Yeah, and that's okay. And, and that's okay. Well, you're doing it now, right? You're thinking yeah. about that now. So uh, you're thinking there's been all kinds of damage. I don't see it that way. I see it as you're just on this journey, you're figuring things out, you're discovering what most students aren't discovering. Here's what connects to me. Here's what's yeah. sticking to me. So what activities are you doing right now that kind of connect to you right now? Um, like you were so into that, I'll say to you quickly, in grade nine, uh, when you were nine or 10, you were so into that knitting thing. <laughs> like it was crazy, she was part of a knitting club and you were relentless. Uh, working yeah. with some of the elders in Norwood, <laughs> you were the youngest person in the history of that club, but you were relentless on that. What it, I think that was always a big piece of you. Do you see, where do you see yourself moving down the road? And what are you discovering about yourself as you move? I am trying to, for once in my life, do something that works out for me. Yeah, but what does that look like to you? What kinds of things are you looking for right now? Right now, um, I got back into the swing of writing, which I'm actually really glad because I didn't do it for a while. I've been looking at schooling that suits my learning style better, and I actually have a job that stimulates my brain instead of just being repetitive nothingness. And it's <laughs> I think it's starting to work out now that the sun's out and I'm not winter depressed anymore i think we're good but uh, there's still other people that are and you're still looking what kind of educational facilities are beginning to attract your attention the ems critic care academy in particular okay ems do you want to say what that is for Uh, my young learned astronomers here yeah so basically wanted to be a doctor for ever because i thought that's what i had to do um, turns out I can't sit in a classroom and have someone talk to me because it makes me want to die. So <laughs> the EMS Critic Care Academy is the like paramedic program mm-hmm. for Winnipeg. I think it's one of it's the highest uh, hiring rate school in the city, and it's close to my house. So that's a good that's a good enough company. Where is it actually located? Close to your house? It's right by the Winter Club. Oh, okay. Of, uh, yes. Donald and Stafford. River or Stradbrook. Stafford. Yeah, Stradbrook. Yes. Yeah. Very good. So. EMS, does that, that's a paramedic. That's a paramedic. So you'd like to be a paramedic. You're a PCP, a primary care paramedic. PCP. PCP. And it is, like, I, I've, I've always wanted to do something somewhat medical, but in my brain, I had to strive for the highest achievable point. Yes, which was yes. a doctor, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a yes. doctor. And that may still be down the road, you know. I have the yeah. feeling that's down the road in your brain. <laughs> 
there's something that attracts that to you down the road. It, and while it may have been the academic achievement and the status yeah. of it, maybe something will also emerge yeah. as you do the paramedic piece. That's what I'm hoping is to jump into this um, medical aspect, but it's uh, it's it's very hands-on, very good for people with ADHD because it's not repetitive and you're constantly moving, which I think is something that I need right now. So I'm okay doing this for a bit. And then if I go back to university, I already have two years under my belt. That's okay. Yes. Probably have some courses to appeal. But that's, that's appeal or, or redo. Like those, yeah. those are all... Those calls, sometimes you think you're a failure, you're not. Like you're never a failure making a call that's not working properly or that's giving you stress or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there may have been departure points from all that at different yeah. times, but that's a, I mean, you just live and you move forward. I, I'm, I'm really excited that you're thinking, I need to do some of this. You also mentioned that you think you're ADHD. Oh, I have been diagnosed with ADHD. So how, how do you study books so hard in AP with that? It's a double-edged sword where yes. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, but the result of constantly being told, oh, you have a high, you have a high average, you're, you're, you're higher than all your classmates, stimulated my brain enough to keep doing it, and then you hit university and you graduated with all this stuff, but now you're like at the bottom of your class. Oh, something, you know what, Emma, something good's going to happen to you, like... I'm telling you, most high school students, I've worked with a lot of them, even some university types. Yeah. They don't do the reflection. Like you're going through a process where you're thinking, you're reflecting, and you're going to move in a direction that works for you. And I I see it beginning to happen. You're in growth mode now about who you are, what's important to you, what skills you have, what you want to acquire. And then I see the little piece there, paramedic and doctor, you come back to. Is there something about helping? Is there something about serving in you? And so that's another piece. Yeah. And I'm saying to you, there's a larger cluster there around work and possibility than yeah. just being a doctor. And you're discovering that through paramedic and, and other yeah. kinds of opportunities. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Now, if you're sitting, think about this. You're sitting in a grade 11 class and you're coming to talk to them. Knowing what you know now, what would you tell that grade 11 or 12 class? I'm like looking at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is, staring directly at the two co-hosts. Yeah. They're look at them. They're they're leaning forward in their chair. Their breath is baited. So this is going to be a comment for the ages. A cataclysmic moment that may change your lives. Here it is. Okay, here we go. Damn. Um, I was brushing my teeth this morning. I'm like, what am I? I know he's going to ask me this question. What the hell am I supposed to say? <laughs> um, I think honestly. If you don't know what the hell is going on, that's fine. Who, who, grand scheme of things, who gives a shit if you don't know what's going on? Because mm-hmm. what, how yeah. old are you? 17. How old are you? I'm 19, so I just graduated. Okay, perfect. No, if I like look at myself when I'm 17, how was I supposed to know what I wanted to do? Yeah. I was stupid. Mm-hmm. I was a completely different person. Why would I know what I want to do with my life when I'm 17? True enough, and that's such a powerful message. It's a hard message to get to because of pressures. Oh, absolutely. You put the pressure on yourself. Some people feel pressure from their parents. Some yeah. feel feel pressure to get out of their socioeconomic situation. Some yeah. people, like there's so many different pressures that impact on a young person in an educational setting, especially a setting like high schools, which still haven't come into the 21st century no. to me. 
there's still our kids, like see, especially the private schools. I taught in one. Yeah. It's they're they're um, they do things a certain way, and it's very academic. And there's still just a lot of. I'm going to teach it to you. Give it back to me on this test. Yeah. And that happens a lot. So how would you change the educational system, Emma? If you were to go back now and change it, you've here's your message uh, to hell with it to the students. Now, what <laughs> what what would you change in the educational system? High school or university? Well, whatever the educational system. I'll let you choose. Definitely incorporate more learning styles because when you don't have a learning style that suits your school, you feel like everything you do is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't regurgitate what you learned onto this test, it, you're wrong. There's something wrong with you and that's your problem and you need to figure that out even though you're 17 and you're like, I don't even know what my favorite color is. Yeah. That's funny. You know what? It's I, I often talk about to a student services teachers and guidance counselors about the most unfortunate student in the system you you had a 99 average but the most unfortunate student is the 70 percent student there'll be no extra support for you because we don't have to drag you over the line to pass and you're not getting the awards at the end at least you were getting the awards for some of them these guys are in no man's land they're getting zero support and most of the school is a 70 percent student the average mark is about 68 to 70. So the school system for me needs to change and there needs to be more reflection and more possibility about not your career per se. I love that. You don't know what you're doing in high school. Yeah. Why should you be making these decisions? Yeah. But you can get to know what gravitates to you, what sticks yeah. to you when you have experiences, when you reflect about them. You know what I mean? You've already said writing was so important. You ignored it. I did. You know, when I, when I was a kid, writing was important to me too. I only started writing at 40. For the land? Okay, they're telling me we're going a bit long. Hey, what an interesting discussion. <laughs> Producers are going, shut up. Anyway, we have something. We have one little thing called quick cues. Emma, you ready for this? This is an, a, this is an incredible moment that these guys do. And they're going to ask you some questions. Caden, explain what it is quickly and get yeah, on with this. Uh, quick cues is a bunch of quick questions I have, and they'll be rapid fired. Uh, you can say one or the other or pass. Up to you. But, uh, Let's hear it. Yeah, can you hear me? I think I'm cutting out. Yeah. I like I keep cutting out. All right, uh, first one, Tim's or Starbucks? Neither. Neither, okay. Books or movies? Books. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Math or science? Both. Both? Okay. Both. Cats, cats or dogs? Dogs. Uh, write an article or short story? Short story. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Uh, restaurant or fast food? Restaurant. Summer or spring? Spring. Apple or Android? Sorry, what was it? Uh, Apple, like phone or Android? I thought you were saying oh. fruits. I was oh. like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Orange. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Apple, phone, oh, yeah, or Android? Didn't get it. My bad. I was thinking about me. <laughs> Apple. I don't okay. know what the hell an Android. Android's like phone? Yeah, I don't know okay. how they work. Don't explain it. Just move on. <laughs> <laughs> you're missing the point. Final, final question. Kay. Most important. Uh, what's your favorite podcast? This one. Now the podcast can actually get aired because she's had the right answer. That's good. Two people messed it up. (laughs) There's actually people who say, well, I like the Pivot podcast. No, no, that's not the answer. That's not the answer. You got the wrong one. Anyway, Emma, thanks so much for doing this. What a story you have. I think something great's going to happen to you. Sometimes you may feel like, I believe that in my heart because you're an intelligent, smart, 
thoughtful person. And I think kids aren't at times thoughtful enough about who they are. Mm -hmm. They can talk about eco problems and, 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 and different issues going on in the world, right? That affect us, climatic changes, carbon footprints, all those kinds of things, very important. I think you need to start with inside, what's important to you and what you value. And I think you're on that road. And I think when we do this connect the dots stuff, um, that's what it's about. And I can't wait to see you two on Thursday. So Emma, thanks for being here. Really appreciate your story. You You will be an inspiration to students with this story because many students feel like you do. And when you tell the story, I don't know, it just makes you stronger. And when you share that story, you also learn how to tell it, which is pretty cool. You have a short story waiting for you right now. Something powerful. Anyway, I appreciate you being a part of this. I appreciate Caden and Caitlin, as always, being a part of this. Our production crew being a part of this. Phoenix and Geneva. And that's it for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Land.